Welcome to the VoxGig podcast. We talk to people in the developer community about developer relations, public speaking, and community events. For more details, visit voxgig.com slash podcast. All right, let's get started. Today, I'm speaking to Niall Cusack of Outcaster.io. As a DevRel, have you ever despaired about the number of places that you have to post your content? There seems to be a new technical blogging site popping up every week. Well, Niall might just have the answer. Let's find out what he can do. Niall, welcome to the Fireside with Vox Geek podcast. It's great to have you here today. And we are in a real, uh, actual podcasting studio, which is awesome. Yeah, this is really exciting. Thanks for having me, Richard. Cool. So you are a co-founder, CTO of Outcaster.io. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys do? Um, we're trying to push the needle or, or, or change how content is distributed. Um, we are a platform that allows content creators to create aggressive web apps that will collate a creator's content, so their posts, their podcasts, their video, and their live streams all in one place so that they can really um, curate their content for their specific audience rather than having to make multiple pieces of content for different channels. So rather than having to have a WordPress blog uh, and a Spotify account and a YouTube account and having to worry about curating your message for each of those individual social media channels, we'll have one spot, one place um, for their audience to, to, um, to consume. This is a... a a problem that's close to my heart because obviously we do a podcast, yeah. uh, but then where does it go, right? I mean, yeah. we have a we have a homepage for the podcast, but you like to get it out into different channels, you know, uh, LinkedIn and Mastodon and all sorts of places like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, because it's it's focused on the sort of technical world, developer world, uh, you know, we also like to publish things on Hashnode and Dev.2 and places like that. So. You're constantly dealing with all these different destinations, I guess, for content. Yeah. Um, and even as an individual uh, developer advocate, you also have this issue, right, where yeah. you, 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 you generate, what well, part of your job is to generate all this content, but it's also to get it out there in some way. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I, I thought that Outcaster, the idea of Outcaster Valeo sounded um, particularly relevant to that that kind of problem space. Sure. Um, but maybe you want to talk a little bit more about the features and what it actually what it actually does. Yeah, sure. Um, so I suppose just, just go back to your point then on, on the distribution of content. Um, I know there's the software out there that will distribute content out to multiple different channels at once. But what you'll have to do then is track each of those channels and then track your audience across each of those right. channels. Right, okay, yeah. This, so it becomes, yeah. <laughs> becomes overhead yeah. upon overhead upon overhead. So what Outcaster will let you do is distribute your content out to a single channel and then your audience just follows that channel itself. So again, you're not the, the overhead of having to track multiple channels across multiple different social media uh, networks or um, across multiple different websites or whatever it is that you're, or, or wherever it is that your content is getting distributed to. It's all brought in-house in one place. Um, so our features, we have uh, blogging, we have podcast or audio. Um, so for developers, uh, um, you know, it's it could be a podcast, it could be uh, a talk like this, um, it could be uh, an insight into a day-to-day. Um, on video then as well, we have streaming and we've uh, got live streaming as well. So we've got video on demand and, and live streaming to be probably more clear on that. Um, so you can have your own tutorial or video series. So you might do an introduction to, I don't know, Vue.js or um, MySQL or something like that uh, and have a follow along which could also mix that in then with the day-to-day on yourself or little snippets. Um, so I personally work in the world of PHP and Laravel, 
and um, there's a site called Laracast, which is brilliant for follow-along courses, but then I have to go to a different place to look at um, a guy called Aaron Francis. He's a really good guy in, in the space. He does an awful lot of work with PlanetScale, and he does a great series on um, on MySQL itself, um, on the basics, the introduction, but also on indexing and caching, and then the the I suppose the little bits and pieces he picked, he's picked up over the years as well. Um, so that's multiple distributed in multiple different places, but those guys all work in the same space, so they could come together uh, and create a single app and have it all in, in one, and it's fully subscribable too, on a monthly or series-based or an annual basis as well. Yeah, and in particular, this idea of being able to uh, measure the content in all these different yeah. forums is... Um, is particularly interesting. I mean, you know, I have to admit to my shame that we still track things with spreadsheets. Nothing wrong with it. But I was at uh, Devrel Khan recently, uh, hosted in London. It's one of the conferences for developer advocates. Yeah. And a company called uh, Sneak, uh, S-N-Y-K, they do security stuff. Yeah. Their team was talking about how they measure all of their developer relations content. Yeah. And it was a very sophisticated measurement system. And I go to the uh, DevRelCon website and have a look at if you're interested. But um, it pretty much all came down to a lot of uh, scripts that they'd written, a lot of automation that they created in-house, yeah. uh, a lot of sp- spreadsheets. Yes. Um, so they, they in-house kind of built a whole bunch of stuff to bring all the measurement together in one place, right? Yeah. It sounds like that's the problem you're trying to solve for, for content creators. Um, yeah, there, there is that. There's the overhead of the admin of... Um, you know, tracking each of the individual channels and responding to different cultures within those different channels themselves. But also, we have analytics that will give you instant access to that, um, all those measurements in, same, in similar ways, but with none of the heavy lifting involved of having to update scripts or adjust them um, as those different uh, media channels adjust themselves. It, it will grow with your content and with the platform as it grows yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> one question I have is why now? Why is, why is it happening now? It, you you had previously worked with a startup. Uh, I know it was a couple of years back that was yeah. uh, integrating with Facebook, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And it seemed for a time like Facebook was the only place that the only place to be. Yeah. So why is everything sort of fracturing now? Do, do you... well, people's people's attitude towards consuming content has changed yeah. an awful lot in the last couple of years. So the advent of things like Netflix, um, Disney Plus, all those very high level streaming um, services. Then you've got places like Substack. Um, you've got your WordPress blogs. There's just a it's almost like the fragmentation that happened within the Android market um, for a front-end developer having, or sorry, a, 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 an Android developer having to, to manage all those different size of screens and, and operating systems and, and, and different levels um, and devices. Oh, yes. What fun. What, what fun. fun. <laughs> we all have. We're both traumatized mobile devs. By those completely, yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our web developers, whatever it is, you know, there's that the disparity and you have to manage all those different things in, in different ways. But without Castor, it's just one it's just one space there's none of that worry it's just done for you you know there's there's templating there in terms of getting um, a site a customizable site up in place or PWA um, and we'll obviously have a drag and drop builder at some stage in the future um, once we you know once we really kind of uh, kick on with regards to revenue or investment um, we have a brilliant roadmap of features actually which I'd, I'd love to go through maybe during a, a second uh, second revisit to, to, to this conversation Um We'll see in a year's time. In a year's time, with, exactly. With the Series yeah. A in hand. Series A in hand, yeah. or back pocket, or, or bank account, whichever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's 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 um, there's a growing there's a growing, I suppose, disillusionment with the channels that are there at the moment, 
Um, you can look at Twitter at the moment. You know, well, Elon Musk yeah, has taken it over. Exactly. Enough said. Right. His attitudes have changed. They're already going to Mastodon, but people have probably at Mastodon. And then they go, well, we have live conversations on um, Discord. And then you've got a community on there as well. Um, but it becomes overhead for the end user then as well. They're constantly hopping between different channels to consume that one piece of content or get that conversation that they want from that one person that they're willing to follow or that community that they're willing to follow. So they're hopping between different cultures of the same community across a number of different channels and they're not getting the messages that they need all in one place uh, and then they end up quitting it. They just put the phone down or the device down and step away from it and go, do you know what, I'm just going to step away from this and then that's a potential um, customer for a content creator lost or it's a potential future sale or a potential um, brand advocate or walking, talking billboard, possibly even. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of betting on the emergence of micro communities. Um, exactly, yeah. Communities everywhere, actually, to, to quote um, Andy Piper, is, is the sort of head of DevRel at Mastodon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's, I definitely agree that's a trend at the moment. How, how did you end up Doing this right, so you're 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 a coder by trade, yeah. um, and you have been you you have been inside a few startups and yeah. seen what startup life is like, and now you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Are you nuts? I am. Yes, completely. <laughs> I have two young girls as well. Both who can't tie their shoelaces yet. So it's that's congratulations. All. Yeah, thanks a million. Um, so you're juggling that, and you're juggling the the stress and strain of, of a startup and trying to get it up off the ground. And you know, it's a difficult space to try and get up off the ground in because there's so many big players in, in the space. Um, and then some people then as well, so some content creators will have their established communities and there's a worry that when they leave their platform to come to a new platform, they'll lose a percentage of their audience and, and they will. Well, that happened to Joe Rogan, right? I it, mean, he, he, did. He, yeah. he did a, uh, who did he move to? He, he moved off the sort of public podcasting space mm-hmm. onto Spotify, Spotify, wasn't he? Yeah. And he did lose, he did lose audience. Yeah. Um, we estimate around 20% of your audience will definitely be lost. Right. Uh, and then it swings, you know, up or downwards from that. Uh, well, here's, I mean, here's the question, and it's something that we struggle with mm. in communities that we run and help run, um, because uh, a lot of a lot of senior management and technology companies would tend to fixate a little bit on top line numbers, yep. like how many actual listeners do you have to your podcast, yes. how many people have actually turned up to your online event or whatever. Yep. And it's a source of continuous frustration in the developer relations community because. Yep. Uh, the quality of the audience matters a lot more, yeah. right? Because that level of engagement is what ultimately leads to people using your API or whatever. Not, it's easy to write listicles and get ten thousand views, but yeah. that audience isn't of much use. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, are, are you going to? I know you you said you would do metrics, so mm. just <laughs> just from a personal angle, are you are you going to deal with? understanding the quality of the audience as well. Yeah. You know, like, are they coming back yeah. every week or month or whatever? Yeah, well, we actually have the, the analytics working. And that was, you know, during the initial discussions of, you know, the key features for the platform, that was something I pushed for hard because if you can't measure it, you don't know how well you're doing. Yes. Um, so, you know, that, that for us internally is a metric that we need, but also for the content creator themselves. So they get access to that information or a, a subset of it at least rather, rather than overwhelm them um, once they're looking at their, their, their dashboard. Um, so we see that once people um, come onto the Outcaster platform, about 95% of them engage with installing the, the Progressive Web app as an app on their phone. And then comeback rate is, is it's close to 100%. Um, they've right. subscribed, so they're paying their monthly or annual fee. Um, so they're committed to getting the content. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's okay. usually an area of interest that they have a specific interest in. So it's not like they're... Um, 
hopping on to Netflix at the end of the night and just sticking something on for, you know, brain food. It's, or sorry, to make the, uh, starts chewing up for the brain. It's they're, they're logging on because they have a specific interest that they want to engage with uh, and they need to engage with possibly yeah. um, in their like, professional life or, or personal life. Um, so that the, the, the need for a metric, yeah, it's great. Um, it, it's essential. Um, you can see what people are looking at. You can see how long they're listening, for, listening to it for or viewing it for. Um, all those different metrics, they're, they're, they're probably the, the, the kind of headline metrics that people want to engage with. But you can also see how and where your audience is engaging from. So we use Matomo, which was um, Pewik um, originally. It's all GDPR compliant, which is very important nowadays. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so um, we can pull out whatever metrics people need and want around individual posts and um, your listenership on your audio, your viewership on your um, VOD. Um, and then we're, well, I'm actually working on integrating um, live stream at the minute. So we'll have those figures then as well. Available as well. Awesome. The other uh, the other group that I think this would be interesting to, uh, of, of which I am one, is open source maintainers. Yeah. Have, have, have you ever seen the XKCD cartoon where it's, it's like the stack of open source or the stack of enterprise software platforms and there's one tiny little pillar which yes. is like some guy in Wisconsin. Oh, sorry, Wisconsin, yeah. Who's <laughs> yeah, only been yeah. doing it for like, well, maybe maybe it's Ohio, I don't know. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's just one guy in his bedroom building this incredibly important yeah. piece of the fundamental stack of software. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I have a... Uh, framework. Uh, it's up on GitHub, microservices framework. Uh, it's been around for about 11 years. Uh, it's picked up a lot of plugins. Over, the, If you just hang around for 11 years, you get a lot of plugins, yeah. some of which we maintain ourselves, some of which are maintained by third parties. Yeah. Uh, so that means I care about, oh, I don't know, 150 repos on yeah. GitHub. Yeah. And I mean, GitHub does nothing for me yeah. to help issues all over the place. You know, and you try all sorts of strategies like deleting old issues and trying to categorize everyone. Um, and then you turn up in a repo and somebody had posted a question six months old and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. that person down. Yeah. Um, and any of the content around it is just scattered all over the place. Yeah. Blog posts, random conference talks, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, it feels like that's a... <clears throat> probably niche group, but it feels like that's a group that Outcaster would be useful for, right? Because yeah. you do have these, there's a lot of open source and a lot of it is actually just small uh, focused communities, not yeah. millions of users. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose a lot of people think open source is free and it just happens and it appears in front of you as well. But open source needs funding. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so Outcaster is a perfect platform for that. Because you can contribute an amount each month or an amount each year. Oh and my God. So could you solve the open source funding problem? That'd uh, be interesting. It would. It, um, it would be a nice... Cause, yeah, because the experience of, of like subscribing to someone, I, I subscribe to a few people on, on GitHub, but it's yeah. it's very clinical. Yes. Yeah. There's no... It's not personal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not... <clears throat> you know, the, mo the, the moment that I'm most likely to subscribe to somebody is, is when I'm experiencing their content. Yeah. But that doesn't happen on GitHub. You have to make this conscious decision. Yeah. You know, at some later point, to go off and press the the, the uh, sponsor button on GitHub. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So, so many people have, are looking for this. Pro how to solve this problem? How to solve the problem of funding yeah. open source? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. How many How many people do you know who use your framework? I and mean, how many people do you engage with? And how many products do you know have been built using that framework? 
Yeah, you can, it's hard. It's hard to count, right? Yeah. Um, there's no. There's no idea. Right? I have no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are. Um, I mean, there are. We, we've actually had them on the podcast. There are. Uh, I suppose SaaS platforms that try to focus specifically on measuring open source impact, mm. but again, they don't really help with the community and the content side. It's you know. Yeah. How many issues are you generating, or how many downloads? Yeah. Um, Whereas the, the 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 content generation side of things is that's 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 the hard work, right? Yeah, trying to understand is it working? Yeah, is it worth doing? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose kind of one of the things you learn when you resend whether that be open source code or our product is that um, without engagement from the end user, you'll never understand what the problems are. So you can do your research beforehand. Like we interviewed two thousand people, two thousand content creators. Um, surveyed them all before starting the Outcaster platform. Um, so we would have, we we were reasonably confident that we knew what we were building was the right thing to build. But sure, you launch and then you know there's this yeah. whole new yeah. set of features and problems. Um, I think you know for open source, if I was starting a project in the morning, I'd love to get early feedback from um, from people who were invested in the idea or invested in the framework, um, who are possibly willing to engage in an open source project themselves, uh, and you know follow that journey so it becomes not just a, an end product but becomes a, a, a learning resource it becomes a point of um, reference for writing documentation you get constant feedback so I think I think some of the popular, popularity around some of the more modern frameworks in the JavaScript world are even in the, the PHP world um, which has modernized an awful lot in the last four or five years is the clarity around documentation uh, and the cleanness yeah, of it yeah. um, so getting early feedback on that as well and you know there's a guy called Caliporzio. He's written a library called Livewire, and he engages every single day with his community across multiple channels um, to get feedback on where to go next for the, the library or what problems people are having or where it fails in documentation. So imagine all that in one place. It would reduce Calib's you know, overhead massively in terms of hours of engagement. Um, he might get content written by the, the the community itself that he can plug straight into the documentation rather than having to spend hours typing that out himself, even with the advent of something like ChatGPT asking him to... Right, to yes, him. that was going to be my next question, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> the cheesy one. Right? The cheesy one. <laughs> are you going to do, do ML stuff, right? Have, have you thought about we, using using ML to help the content creators? Yeah, but, you know, I think I think the, I think think that'll be... We will. We're, we have talked about it. We have part of AI on, and, and ML on the, the roadmap. But we try and push them away from that. So if we're doing menial tasks, yeah, absolutely um, engage with it. You know, AI is there to augment, I think, uh, and support people in their work, not replace it. Yeah. And it becomes very obvious after a while, um, having read AI-generated content, that it's it's not it's not something that's been thought about. It's just a collation of regurgitation um, that is not always right accurate either. Um, I, I I know I know myself the the tone the style of writing that a lot of the content creators that I follow have as well. And I'd be able to tell if that what they produced was written by themselves or if it was in some way aided by AI at this stage, I think. Because I, I use ChatGPT heavily myself, um, you know, for doing a lot of the menial tasks that, that I engage with. Yeah. So yeah. you can get used to the language and then the structure uh, and the tone, even the the, the rhythm of, of what's been written. And I think if you're charging people a subscription fee, you're doing a disservice to them by using AI and ML to, to generate, you know, generic kind of content for them. Right, I yeah, mean, and I wouldn't want to pay for that. No, yeah, no one's paying for that's, that. That's not going to work. No, it's like, I don't know, it's like Michelangelo getting Dali together and going, this yeah. is my latest JPEG, you know, 
played by it. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you lose that, that, that touch, that, that subtle human yeah. touch and that tone. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch where it goes mm. um, over the next couple of years. Um, I mean, I know you've, you've Outcaster is, is, is kind of focused on a wider range of content creators. Yeah. I believe you're tapping into Ireland's biggest crochet network. <laughs> you have a yeah. bunch of crochet yeah. creators as well. That's also technical, very technical. It, it is very technical, uh, far more technical than, than anything that I've ever done, I think, to be honest. Um, you know, the, the, first, the first podcast we had was, was uh, Love Island. Second was on, um, actually on online abuse. Um, it was called Trolled by Ireland's Journalist of the Year, Aoife Moore. Um, she dug into a lot, of the, a lot of the problems she experienced online is, is online abuse because she's on Twitter, because she's on of course, right, um, okay. YouTube, because she's on uh, her own blogging um, site as well. She was logging on to engage with her community and check her metrics, but then she got an awful lot of abuse as well. Um, she, now, presumably Outcaster would be a much safer yeah. place, right? Because yeah. you, you don't have to have this general public. Exactly. You know, this, the, the, the town square effect, right? Yeah. Um, presumably that's part of your feature set, that you're going to provide safety mechanisms for creators. It is. The, um, right. there's same, there's com- there's, you can leave comments on each of the individual posts or, or podcasts or videos. Um, we're looking at integ- integrating uh, a kind of village of some sort. We're still kind of working out the the specifics on that, but a, a central place for everyone to communicate on. And that can be something as simple as a forum, but we're trying to come up with something a bit bit richer than that um, at, at the minute. But the content creator themselves can moderate that content. And what we're looking to do as well is to engage with um, AI too. Um, and I suppose this is one of the, the, the good uses of AI. It's, yeah, it's can help to, with that. Yeah, right? It's yeah. to comprehend the, the sentiment behind what's been posted in these comments. So we can flag it to uh, a content creator saying, you know, this is a negative comment. Negative comments are fine within themselves, but with abusive or disparaging language, then we can flag that too. And yeah, say, yeah. Ignore yeah, okay. this, or do you want to view this? And also, actually, yeah. the, the users themselves flag it to them before they post. You know, this isn't this isn't very nice. Do you show sure you want to post this? And again, you know, right. using okay. using certain language could be abusive or foul or whatever. And you know, there's, 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 there is places for that, I suppose. But um, it's when it's personal and attacking that's when it becomes a problem. I think, and and that's what we're trying to solve as well. Yeah, that's an interesting part of the value proposition. Uh, well, it's an it's it's an exciting and interesting space. I would encourage you to not forget about developers because I think, of course, I think the features that you've described is, is really interesting, particularly to um, the underfunded open source yeah. maintainer, because um, we definitely need tools to help manage our communities. Yeah, Niall, thank you so much. Thanks. So um, much. Best of luck, and thank you. Uh, yeah, come back in a year with the Series A, please. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thank <laughs> Take you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. You can find the transcript of this podcast and any links mentioned on our podcast page at voxgate.com podcast. Subscribe for weekly editions where we talk to the people who make the developer community work. For even more, read our newsletter. You can subscribe at voxgate.com newsletter or follow our Twitter at Voxgate. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.